to the Good With Money Smug Money podcast, a podcast that teaches you how to be good with your cash and where we speak to investment managers who tell us how they're being good with your cash. My name is Rebecca Jones and I'm editor of Good With Money. Today we are joined by Mike Appleby, who is investment manager at the Lion Trust Sustainable Investment Team. We're going to be talking all about greenwashing in the investment industry. Mike's going to offer up some top five tips on how we can dodge it. Hi, Mike. How are you Hi. doing? Very good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks Very for good. joining us. No, thank you for having me on. So greenwashing, what is it? So there are very few uh, fund managers that aren't um, experts at sustainability. It's great that everyone is uh, captured by uh, these very important ideas, but there are very big differences between those that really understand it and invest your money in a sustainable way and those that are perhaps on a journey and learning how to do that with your money. Well, there's been a lot of fund launches recently with kind of different labels, ESG, environmental, climate, etc. Sustainable development goals, etc. So et on yes. and so forth. It seems that the, it's becoming increasingly popular, but as it becomes increasingly popular, it becomes harder and harder perhaps to understand what this stuff means, how to pick it out. So where do you feel people can even begin when it comes to looking at this stuff? Okay, I think the first point uh, is that the fund manager needs to be very transparent and clear about how they're going to invest your money and what kind of companies they're investing in. Um, And they should also provide a full list of all the companies that the fund is invested in so you can see where your money's invested. And that's not just a top 10 holdings, which is the the industry standard. It, It should be all of them. And the other two areas is, you should be able to get good articles about what the fund manager's thinking, the various themes, what their view on climate change is, etc. And finally, if there is a company in the fund which you're not sure about, they should respond uh, to your email and explain why uh, they're invested in that fund. And that is a big differentiator uh, and will help you get three quarters of the way there to, to being invested in a genuinely sustainable fund. Okay. So if you hear about a sustainable fund that you like, you find the website, you find the fact sheet, and on a fact sheet, there's only the top 10 listings held. The next thing is to email the investment manager. Yeah. And find out what all the holdings are uh, and try and get some information. Because what you're trying to get away from is a bland sort of brochureware thing that talks about sustainability. And normally there's a mention of... um, Uh, sustainability being in the DNA of the corporation, which clearly means absolutely nothing. Um, So try and find some clear communication about how the fund is investing and what kind of companies it's looking to invest your money in. And is it a red flag if the the investment manager won't give you all of the holdings? Yeah, I I would. If if it it is your money, and if any fund manager is not prepared to give you a list of all the companies that you're invested in, for me, that would be a red flag. I'd go and find someone that did provide that information. Okay. Are there any other things around transparency that people should keep their eye out for? Um, I think I think those those if if we do all of those things, I think I think that bit's covered. Okay, great. So then we move on to our second point, which is track record. Yes, I think it's important that the uh, team running. Uh, the sustainable fund have a track record of having run it for for a long period of time uh, and have generated some some good returns as well. Um, I think that uh, it's quite hard to 
start sustainable investing from zero. And I think that if you have teams that have taken a, a while uh, thinking in this way, they're much more likely to be uh, a more advanced and, and what you're after than, than someone that's just starting. It's a bit like a plumber. Uh, if you're going to get a plumber, maybe get someone that's um, done it before. It's the same for investing. That's a good point. But going back to my earlier point, we do have a lot of new funds launching now, you know, and some of them are, are, are quite interesting. Some of them are doing some really interesting stuff. So you've got funds that are investing specifically in water mm. management, you know, helping people have access to water all over the world, as well as cleaning up, you know, the questionable practices we have in the developed world. And then we have robotics funds. We have funds that are specialized just in renewable energy and they're quite new. So mm. how can you look at a fund maybe like that when it's maybe just launched or maybe yeah. only been around for a year? Just because a fund has, has just started, that doesn't mean that it's not a good fund. I just think that, um, and there might be some very good funds out there that have started, but I I, I still think it's good to have um, a good track record and, and some experience of doing this uh, before investing. And it might be that you have a really interesting fund that you really chimes with your values and you really like it. But maybe that's part of your investment that you make and you don't put all your eggs in that basket. Mm. And how long has the Lion Trust Sustainable Investment Team been running their fund? Uh, 19 years, 19 I think, years. next year. So, so that's yes. quite a long time. So it's hey? a while. One yeah. of the longest in the industry? Uh, um, one, one of the longest, yes. Yeah. I think um, there, there are a couple of funds that have been uh, running a bit longer than that, but it's certainly up there in the top three, I'd say. Okay, plug, plug, plug. These guys mm. know what they're doing. So then moving on to knowledge around sustainable development. Yeah, I think sustainable development um, is quite nuanced and there are a lot of trade-offs uh, and quite a lot to get your head around. And you want the team to demonstrate that they have a better average than a better knowledge than just average of sustainability trends and what's what's going on. And for that, you really need some people on the team to have some formal qualifications, perhaps, you know, an MSc uh, in some sort of sustainable development uh, or an area uh, of it. Um, and also you want to see some evidence for some ongoing training to keep up to speed with, with what's going on. Because although these are very long-term trends, um, when they start happening, they happen very quickly. And there's a huge amount happened in the last 18 months to do with climate change. And you really have to stay uh, current with it. So some demonstration that the team have gone out of their way to, to learn more about sustainability than your average person on the street. And what might that be? What could be a sign of that? Uh, well, they might go to, um, uh, you know, on an annual, they might have training uh, in, in certain sustainability areas. They might go uh, on an offsite to uh, an area of excellence that treat, uh, that teaches them about uh, sustainability. We go up to, uh, up to Cambridge uh, uh, every other year and spend a couple of days refreshing ourselves on, on what's been going on and the key trends and use that to try and influence where we are going to look to invest money. Cambridge University? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. They're leaders in this space, I believe. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Okay. And sustainable development as a phrase, um, that's something that comes up a lot around the sustainable development goals. Yes. The UN sustainable development goals, of which there are 17. They are widely used in the investment management industry, but not always that translatable to the average Joe. Yeah. So when you're looking at a fact sheet and you might see these kind of 17 goals looking at you, mm. how can you 
how can you tell whether or not the manager is really serious about these and engaging with these? Well, I think, again, uh, it comes, uh, I'm going to make a point um, about they need to be able to evidence that this sustainability angle is actually affecting the companies that they are investing in. So you need to see some examples where a company, they wouldn't have invested in it if it hadn't been for the fact that it's got this big sustainability driver. So the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are a great vocabulary for understanding what sustainable development is all about. But um, you really need to see uh, why they've got a company in the fund that's associated with affordable clean energy uh, and see how much of that business is actually exposed to that. Um, Because there is a little bit of greenwash going on where there is a smorgasbord of uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Goal logos around. And that should be a good thing, um, but just check that you've got some examples where you can see that there's a genuine link between what the business does and that it's going to provide whatever we need from that sustainable development goal. Okay. Now, what if you use an investment advisor or a financial advisor? How should you be questioning them on this? Well, I think um, you should uh, check that they uh, understand this area of the market, sustainable investment. And if they have no interest in it or are trying to uh, uh, get you to go into a normal mainstream fund, then just look for an investment advisor that does have an interest and a knowledge in this area. There, There are lots of them out there. Okay, fantastic. So then we come on to activism point four. Yes. So any fund uh, should be able to very clearly say what areas they're engaging with companies that they're invested in. So they meet with companies and are encouraging them to improve how the business is run. Uh, And these are, you know, environmental, social uh, and governance aspects that are going on. And they should be very clear about what their priorities are, whether it's um, tax transparency, diversity on the board, um, all all these kinds of things. They should have a very clear idea of, of exactly what they're looking at rather than just a generic we engage with companies on things where we see fit. Mm. And I think also um, you can get information on how the fund has voted. At an annual general meeting, you have the ability to vote on a number of resolutions. And there you're really looking for, A, this being disclosed, so you can see how they voted, uh, with which is essentially your money, um, but also to see whether they're simply voting with management and agreeing them, or whether they're being quite aggressive and voting against management on things like pay, etc., to try and encourage them to improve the way the business is run. So, if you, you so for this you, on activism, you want to be able to see how they're voting and make sure that they're doing so in uh, in quite an aggressive way to try and make those companies better run and, and ultimately make them better investments for you as well. Mm. There's been a lot of headlines around shareholder activism recently. There's been some really big stuff going on with the Church of England and Climate 100 where they've managed to convince, I believe it was uh, Royal Dutch Shell, to mm. link executive pay packages to carbon reduction targets. Mm. There was a lot of stuff around Sports Direct last year. So investment managers really starting to engage with the companies that they invest in and forcing them or encouraging them to do better things. But is yeah. there a way that you as the investor 
can have your your voice heard or is it that you just need to make sure that you're with the right manager that's doing the right things I think if you're with the right manager they're going to be doing a lot of things and that you probably haven't even hasn't even come on your radar that they should be doing uh, systematically if there's an issue that you're really interested in uh, about Royal Dutch Shell or, or, or whatever you could you know write to the fund manager and say I'd like to know how you're voting uh, on this um, uh, on this particular resolution um, not this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea but for the forensic people out there who want to know they should uh, be able to reply I mean uh, the only thing I would point back is that a lot of um, sustainability funds that are looking for uh, companies at the right side of things like the energy transition and climate change uh, I'd really question why they're holding Shell at all in the first place but that's my personal opinion yeah that's a big debate at the moment a big divestment debate plug plug we'll be doing a big piece on that this week good with money readers so we're going to move on now to our final point which is evidence yes I think you're probably not going to be able to get this for every single uh, stock that's in the fund, but there should be uh, in their annual review um, that covers all these things that I've talked about, about what the investment team are getting up to uh, with your money. There should be some really clear examples that show how the fund is invested in a business that's doing something positive, that's trying to fix some of the problems we've got uh, in sustainable development and you know what proportion of that business is 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 that exposed to uh, and um, you should be able to feel that you understand the kind of companies they're looking for by looking at some some of these examples uh, and I go back to that point you're really looking for all this knowledge about sustainable investment sustainable development and the trends that are going on in our economy that information should be used to influence what company that fund is going to buy, the type of company it's going to buy. And um, that's something you should be looking for as well. But I think if you, the main one out of all of these is the transparency one. You should be able to see all the companies in there. And that that's really the big um, the big hurdle that you need to get over, I think. Okay. So to recap, we've got transparency. We've got track records. Knowledge, activism, and evidence. These are the five things that people can look for when they're trying to dodge greenwashing. That's right. Okay. So why is all of this stuff important? Why, why do we need to dodge greenwashing? Why is greenwashing a bad thing? Well, because I think for many people, they believe that a lot of these things that sustainable investment funds are doing are happening anyway. They don't believe that their money is being invested in controversial industries that they don't want to be associated with. They believe that the fund is is um, taking into account issues like climate change um, and resource efficiency and how well businesses manage their staff, etc. They think that that's happening anyway, and and it isn't. Uh, it's only happening in some of the proactively managed funds. Uh, that are really trying to push this this forward. Uh, and we just want to make sure that people are in um, genuinely sustainable uh, funds that are run by people that are genuinely interested and informed uh, and are making really sensible investment decisions for you. 
based on all of that uh, knowledge. Yeah, the active management point is is really key here. And we talk about this a lot on Good With Money because a lot of the new launches we see in this space are passive funds, which basically means you take an index like, you know, the FTSE 100 or typically more the MSCI world, and then you strip out a few bad in inverted commas companies. So maybe a couple of tobacco companies, maybe a couple of you know, fossil fuel companies that are doing worse than others on certain things. And then, you know, you can call it environmental and social and people will buy this stuff and they Mm. will buy this stuff thinking that this, you know, they're doing a good thing. And arguably they are doing a better thing than just going out there and buying, you know, the index. But it's really disappointing. And I know that we've had readers get in touch with us that, that say that they bought a fund that they thought was good or they thought was environmental and then they actually looked at the holdings and, you know, that it's full of fossil fuels, it's full of other things that they object to, including kind of big banks, big pharma, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And of course, that just, that damages confidence for yeah. the investor and for the industry as well, I think. Yeah, I think the that the industry is um, not very good at distinguishing between sustainability light and a genuine sustainable um, investment proposition that has sustainability at the core. It's part of the philosophy of how that money uh, is run. Uh, and for some people, uh, having, um, as you say, a passive fund where you're invested of, in lots of companies um, that are in a, 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 an average um, index of, of global companies or something, that's fine. But where it's a problem is um, if you don't want to be invested in large parts of that market uh, and you don't know that you are, I'm just trying to give some some ideas that would help you make sure that you're invested in something and there are no surprises um, because that's what it's all about. You You want a fund that does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Ultimately, a lot of what we've discussed as well can only really effectively be done with active management, I think. Well, there's a big debate between uh, active and passive. I'm an active fund manager, so I'm probably not the uh, least biased person to talk about it. But we run very concentrated portfolios of around 40 to 50 stocks because we um, it's not because we can't find any more investment ideas, but we want uh, to have very high conviction in very high quality companies that we run. And we spend a lot of time getting to know uh, the companies and looking for trends, etc. The other approach uh, is is this is this passive thing, uh, and you can you can have an index, and you can have it skewed away uh, from certain areas of the market, etc. Um, the bonus is that's supposed to be uh, a bit cheaper. The fees are a bit lower, but I think sometimes in life you get what you pay for. I think that's quite right. So to round up, if somebody that's listening to this thinks, "Oh God, this is all just this is a lot. This is a lot." What would be your key takeaway? to encourage people. The thing to remember, this is your money and you can invest it how you want. So if all of this is a little bit too much detail, if you're using an advisor, make sure when you talk to them about sustainable investment that they get it and that they understand this part of the market. And they are very likely to put you in to the right type of funds. But once you you are there, do look at the holdings that that all the investments where your money money is invested. And if something jumps out and looks a bit weird, challenge the fund manager. And if you're not happy with uh, what they say or, or the kind of information that you're getting, uh, go back to your advisor and uh, try and upgrade to uh, you know a more sustainable fund. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mike. That's all been really useful and interesting. Oh, thank you very much for, for having me. Fantastic. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. My name is Rebecca Jones. I'm editor of Good With Money, and we've been joined by Mike Appleby, who is an investment manager on the Lion Trust Sustainable Investment Team. See you next time. Bye.